Welcome to New Community Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to hear today's message. We are encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share or a prayer request for our prayer team, please email us at connect at newcommunity.co. Now please prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. It is amazing to see all that God has done over the past five years of placing New Community Church here in Mesquite, the lives that have been changed, the transformation that has happened. And if you're our guest here today, if you're celebrating with us, I want to introduce myself. My name is Aaron, and I am the lead pastor here at NCC, and we're so excited that you're worshiping with us this morning. We've seen it over the past five years. God has used our church to make people and places new. And as I look over this room, I see that lives that have been changed, lives that have been transformed, and the difference that God has used this church to make in this community and in the surrounding area. And we are so excited about that. We know that the best is yet to come, that God is going to continue to use our church and to make a difference. And it doesn't matter if, you're, um, if you've been here all five years. I look across this room and I see people um, that were here even before that. And then I see people that are new, that you've just been coming even over the past few months or over the past few years. And God's brought you here. Um, you're a part of the story. We're all a part of the story of what God is doing through our church. And you saw on that video some of what God did and and what God did kind of corporately in our church. But we want to look also at a different picture of what God has done in our lives as individuals. And so I'm going to ask you to help me with that this morning. In the seat in front of you, if you look down in the seat in front of you, there are some sticky notes. They're probably all yellow. So if you could reach forward and grab those for me real quick. We're going to do this as quick as we can here this morning. But what I want you to do is there should be a pen in the seat back in front of you, or you may have to borrow one from your neighbor. But as quick as you can, I want you to write um, just one word on each of those sticky notes or two words on each of those sticky notes of what God has done in your life over the past five years. So you may have to think for a second across this room. I look across this room. It may be salvation. Some of you guys may have recommitted your life to Christ over the past five years. So right now you can begin to write, even as I'm talking, just write, take one of those notes, write that on there. Um, Salvation, God may have added to your family. Um, God may have done a miracle. For some of you, it was a new job. It was a promotion at your job. Um, For others of you, it may have been marriage. You got married. It was coming to new community church and having a place where you can belong. But just quickly take a moment, just write those down, one or two words, um, and you can use each of those three sticky notes. You can be writing even as I'm talking. Give you a quick second to do that. Some of you guys, I can see the wheels turning. You're thinking through that. What God has done in your life. Just one or two of the things that God has done in your life. You can write those on there. And then we're going to ask you to get out of your seat. This half of the room, we want you to just plaster this wall to fill up this wall over here if you could. This half of the room, as soon as you've written those, get up. We want you to go over here to this wall. Just try to stick them on the wall there if you can. You may have to excuse yourself around someone. If you're done writing with that pen, you can share with someone else. But go ahead and do that. Just begin to fill up the walls with what God has done. Just do it as quickly as you can. Then once you've stuck it up there, you can glance at a few other ones. You can make your way back to your seat this morning. 
Okay, I know a few of you guys are still sticking those up there, but I want to encourage you um, after service today to take a moment just to walk um, real quick as you're walking out to look at some of these, because this is part of the story of New Community Church as well. And I know um, some of the stories that have um, just kind of a snapshot of what God has done in your life. With some of you, man, you were struggling with addictions. Your life was broken. Your life was going nowhere. And God has used this church. He's used other people in this church to minister to you, to bring change, to bring transformation. For some of you, you were disconnected. You didn't have a church family to belong to. And God has done this. Just, just take a moment and just glance over to the side. All of that is life changing. And can we put our hands together just one more time in celebrating what God has done personally in our lives over the past few years? Amen. We're believing that. We're believing for greater things to come that even as we look over the next few years, as we continue to move forward, that God is going to fill up these walls, if you will, with more stories, with more pictures of life trans transformation and change. And I want us to look at a passage of scripture that talks about this, that has the idea of what God is going to do as he continues to take us forward. So if you have your Bible this morning, and if you could quickly open it to the book of Leviticus, and we're going to look in Leviticus chapter 26. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. There's a Bible in the seat in front of you, and in that Bible, it's on page 68. So you can grab one of those Bibles and turn there with us this morning. And the book of Leviticus, in case you're not familiar with that, let me kind of tell you what's going on while you're turning there um, in your Bible. In Leviticus, we get the picture and we're, we're kind of jumping in the middle of the story of God bringing his people out of slavery in Egypt. They've been in bondage for a number of years and he's establishing them, he's bringing them out of that kind of slavery mindset and he's getting ready to establish them as a nation. And as he does that, he gives them um, some ways that they're to live with one another, some promises that he gives in his word of what he is going to do in their life. And so we're going to start at verse 3. These are some of the promises that God begins to tell his people as they get ready to enter in to the new land that he's given them. Leviticus chapter 26 verse 3 says this, If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in the season and the land shall yield its increase. The trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last to the time of the sowing. In case you don't understand that wording that Jesus, basically he's saying, I'm going to bless you. And when you think you're done with me blessing you, I'm going to bless you again. And the blessing is just going to continue and continue all year long. My blessing in my hand will be upon you if you observe what it is that I'm telling you. And you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in the land securely. I will give you peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will remove, har remove harmful beasts from the land, and the sword shall not go through your land. You shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you. If you have your Bible there, just underline that or highlight that on your smartphone. I will make you fruitful and multiply you and will confirm my covenant with you. So this is the promise that God gives his people. This is what he says, hey, as I'm about to take you into this new land from where you've been at, I've got some promises for you. If you listen, if you observe my commandments, if you follow me with all of your heart, there's some things that I'm promising that I'm going to do here for you. 
Now, as Jesus is writing this, or as God is giving his word to his people, and, and we see the word of God coming to pass in what he's talking to his people here, there's some things that we need to know and understand because we're like the people of Israel. God is encouraging them, hey, you've lived the past 400 years in one mindset. You've lived here over the past 400 years in this mindset of just making it by day to day, of just getting through, of just surviving. As slaves in Egypt, they weren't thinking about the future. They weren't thinking about God's blessing. They were thinking about just merely getting by, surviving, doing the work that they had to, scraping enough food together just to live. And God says, that's not where I'm taking you. That may be where you've been at, but that's not the promise that I have. You're going to have to change your mindset to go where it is that I'm taking you, to go where it is that I want to lead you because I'm leading you to a place of blessing. I'm leading you to a place of multiplication. And as I look at our city, there's a lot of people here that are hopeless, aren't they? There's a lot of people that don't see their future. Even us as Christians, sometimes we go back to that slavery mindset, to that sinful mindset, and God is challenging us this morning as we celebrate five years just what he challenges people. Hey, you have to change your mindset. I'm not calling you to be slaves. I'm calling you my sons. I'm calling you my daughters. My hand is upon you, and I want to multiply you. I want you to be fruitful in the land that I am getting ready to give you, so I have some instructions for you. I want to tell you what it is that I see in your future. I want to speak some things over you. And so we see this in this passage. I want us to focus in on God's math. And this morning, I want to talk to you about multiplication, what it means when God chooses to multiply in his hand on that. And so you look at this little verse right here in the middle of this passage, in the middle of God's promise where he says that. And look at that. In verse 8, he says this, five of you shall chase a hundred. Five of you shall chase a hundred. Now, I want you to just stop and think about that because you could jump ahead and you could think about the 10,000, but just stop and think about that small fact right there. Five of you will chase a hundred. That's an army 20 times the size of God's army that he was saying, hey, if, if there's just five of you, if you go into this new land and someone comes to attack you, if there's only five people that will stand up, if there's five people with faith, if there's five people who will trust me and believe what I've said, then you're going to put an army of a hundred to flight. And that's pretty amazing, isn't it, when you think about it? See, that's what God does. He takes a little and he does a lot with it. See, God can do a lot with just a little. That's what he's reminding his people here, is that he doesn't need a whole lot. He doesn't need very much to do something with it. We see this pattern all throughout the Bible. God is faithful in this. If you'll just give him what it is that you have, if you'll just surrender whatever it is, it doesn't have to be significant. It doesn't have to be a lot. If you'll give it to God, he's reminding his people here, hey, I can do something amazing with just a little bit if you'll be faithful and if you'll keep my covenant, if you'll keep my promise. If you have your Bibles, you can look at this later. You can write this down. But in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 7, we see the story of Gideon. Gideon is this one man. And when we start to read his story, he's actually hiding, trying to prepare a little bit of food because there's this other army that has come into the land. And God calls Gideon to rise up, to be a man of God, to lead the people of Israel against the nation that was coming, that was oppressing them, that was trying to take God's promised land away from them. Gideon gathers an army together, and God looks at it, and he says, Gideon, that's too many men. If you guys are familiar with this story, Gideon has thousands, and God says, hey, if I let you go to battle with a thousand or with all of these thousands of men, you're going to think that you did this. So Gideon, I want you to take him down to the stream. 
I want you to look at whoever drinks this certain way, whoever drinks water this way, that's who you're to choose. And they get down to 300 men. Gideon has to be panicked at this moment. He's looking around, and instead of thousands going up against this massive army, he's got 300 guys, and God gives Gideon a plan. And Gideon follows it. He listens to the voice of the Lord. And this small army of 300 in the book of Judges comes up against this army of over 10,000. All of these nations coming together and they put them to flight. God doesn't even have them fight. God wins the battle for them. See, God can do a whole lot with just a little. The question is, are you willing to follow him? Are you willing to surrender what you have? You look in the book of Matthew in chapter 14, and there's a large group of people, over 5,000, and they're out in the middle of this remote place. They have no food. And Jesus says, how are we going to feed them? And one of the disciples says, hey, we've got this little boy's lunch. We've got five loaves of bread. We've got a few small fish. And Jesus says, I can do something with that. Everyone sits down. He starts to pray over them. If you've read this story, you know this. He takes it. He takes the bread. He prays over it. He takes the fish. He prays over it. He breaks it. They begin to hand it out. And over 5,000 people are fed from this little boy's lunch. See, God can do a whole lot with just a little. And I look at our church. I look at what God has done over the past number of years as God has taken us. And visually, you can even see on the screen where God has brought us as a church. Um, We have some pictures of what this used to look like. So it was very different visually and even the back of the room, kind of what the church used to look like. And God has been changing us. He has been using us to make people and places new. And he's been changing us um, as a church to be able to reach them. See, because God can do a whole lot with just a little whenever we place it in his hands. And so you see this church of just a small handful of people to start out with. And God uses us to reach into our community and to see thousands and thousands of lives changed, thousands of lives transformed. We started with just this small event, kind of a back-to-school event. And we had a few bikes up here. We had a few backpacks. A few of you guys, I see you shaking your heads. You were here for that. You remember that. And this year, the Mesquite ISD has asked us to come in to two of their high schools now and said, will you give away thousands of more backpacks with doctors, with dentists? We have hospitals calling us, wanting to be a part of that event, reaching hopefully this year over 4,000 people. Why? Because we gave God the little that we had and said, God, whatever you can do with it. See, God does that. He takes whatever small amount we have and he uses it. So in your life, it doesn't matter what you think of yourself. It doesn't matter if you think you're small, if you think you're insignificant. Gideon was hiding in this little well, in this little threshing hole, just trying to make it, just trying to survive. And God said, I have a call on you. I have a purpose for you, Gideon. If you'll give me the small amount you have, I'm going to do something with it. And church, it's like that in your life. Are you willing to give God the small amount you have, whatever little it is that you have? Looking into the future, are we willing to give God everything that we have, no matter how insignificant, no matter how small it is, saying, God, we place it in your hands, Lord, and we're believing that you're going to do even more over the next five years, God. You're going to take what little we have, God, and you're going to multiply it, and you're going to make a change and a difference. You go on to look at this passage, and what does it say? Not only will five put a hundred to flight, But if there's a hundred of you, you shall chase down 10,000. A hundred of you shall chase down 10,000 and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. You look at this. God is telling his people, hey, if you'll go out and fight, 
if you'll just trust me and you'll go up against whoever's coming against you and your faith will be in me, I will put them to flight and a hundred of you will be able to chase down 10,000. Now, we're not telling you to go out and fight people, okay? That's not the vision of New Community Church here. But we're fighting in a different way, aren't we? We're fighting for the eternity of people. See, there's family members, there's friends that you have, there's coworkers. I'm even looking across this room. There's people right now that there's an internal struggle in your soul to fully surrender, to release past sins and past addictions in your life and to be changed and transformed. See, we're fighting in a different way and God is that, has that same promise for us that if we'll trust him, he will bring about the victory in my life. He will bring about the victory in your life and for us as a church. Now look at what happens here, you Look at the math or the way that God does math, and it's not the way that we always do math. See, because you look at the first number, and you're saying five can chase down 100, and that's like 20 times the amount. But as it increases, so does the multiplication that God brings. Because look what he says, if there are 100 of you. Now, you can get five, but if you can get 100, you're not only going to chase down 2,000. I know some of you are doing the math in your head, so let me help you out. Okay, that's what it should look like. It should be 2,000. God says, no, if you can get 100, you're going to chase down 10,000. 100 of you will chase down 10,000 because God's math doesn't always work the way that ours does. See, God brings increase. He brings multiplication in different ways. We see that once again in the Bible. If you've read through the book of Acts, and if you look in the book of Acts, you start with 11 guys. There were 12 disciples. One of them betrays Jesus. You start with 11 guys, and Jesus says, hey, go back, pray. Spend some time seeking my face and some time with me, calling out to me, and I'm going to empower you by my spirit. And over those next few days, 11 grows to 120. And then God's spirit comes in. They're seeking God. They're calling out to God. They're crying out to God. God, do something in our city. Send us out, Lord. God, we want to spread this. We want to fulfill what it is that Jesus said, go and make disciples. We want to do that. And all of a sudden, in one moment, 120 becomes thousands and thousands and thousands. Why? Because that's the way that God does it. And you go a few chapters later in the book of Acts. If you read Acts 17, this is a statement that's made just a little bit later. These are the people that have turned the world upside down. These are the people that have turned the world upside down. How do you go from 11 to 120 to now the then no world is being shaken and transformed and changed by Christianity? Because they gave, they devoted, they committed themselves to God. And that's what he's reminding his people in the book of Leviticus. If you follow my statutes, if you follow after me, then I'm going to do something in your life. I'm going to increase. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply what it is that you have. And church, I believe that for our church. I believe that, that that's what God wants to do here in our midst. That's what God wants to do through us. And you guys, this is what I believe is that all of us, can do more than any one of us can do. God can use us. God can take us. And not one of us can do what all of us can do. When we look around this room, if all of us are moving together, if we all will move in the same direction, God can use us and bring about the change that he wants to happen. I mean, just take a moment and look around this room. Look at the people next to you. Look at the people backwards and forwards. Okay, I know sometimes you guys just see the back of people's head. But those people are here, many of you are here because someone invited you. 
Because a friend, someone said to you, hey, you need to come see what this small church in Mesquite is doing. You need to see what God is doing through our church to reach other people, to make a difference and to make an impact. This church was not built on the vision of one person. This church doesn't exist because one person did something. It exists in the change and the transformation. What's happened in our community is because each and every one of you made a decision, hey, I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to give. I'm willing to move forward in the vision that God has called our church to be a part of. I'm willing to do what it is that God is asking us to do. And whenever we do that, whenever we choose to move forward as a group, God will multiply his works and his efforts. He says that, hey, a hundred of you are going to put 10,000 to flight. And so this is the challenge for us, church, is to not just look back at the past five years. God says this, I will turn to you and I will make you fruitful and I will multiply you and I will confirm my covenant with you. See, Israel had a decision in this moment to just look back on the past and just to live in what God had done in bringing them out of Egypt. But God's saying, hey, I have a plan for your future. I have something that I want to do. I have an idea of what I want to make you into as a nation. And I'm going to bless you if you will just follow after me. I'm going to multiply you as a nation. And you see this all the way back in Genesis chapter 22 with a young man named Abraham. And God looks at him. He doesn't have any kids. And God says, I'm going to multiply you. Abraham, I'm going to make you as fruitful as any man, your descendants are going to cover, be like the sands on the seashore, like the stars in the sky. They are going to cover the earth. And through your descendants, I am going to bless all people. You and I are a part of that, of God, multiplying of God's covenant with Abraham. You look in that in Matthew chapter 28, that's God's plan. He says that, man, that he wants each and every one of us to go into all the world and to make disciples. God doesn't want to just keep this here with us, but he wants to multiply it. God wants to take what we've done as a church and continue to reach out to continue to see other people one. And the question is, what will we do over the next five years? Like you've seen on this video what God's done. You see up on the walls, some of them have fallen off of the walls, but you see up there what God has done in our life. But the question isn't just will we continue to look back, it's what will God continue to do in our life? What will we allow God over the next five years? How will we allow God to use us as a church? What will we allow him to do in our life? Do we have bigger dreams? Do we have bigger visions for what it is that God wants to accomplish through NCC here in Mesquite and in the surrounding areas? Because as a church, I believe this, someone once said, a church can only be in one of three places. A church can either be in a place where they are a risk taker, where they're living God's dreams out, where they're willing to reach out, to minister to people that are hurting, to minister to people that are broken. They can either be a risk taker or they can be a caretaker. They can just be trying to maintain what we have. We're just trying to get by, God. We're just trying, we're comfortable with where we're at, God. And this is where we want to stay at. And so they move into caretaking mode. And when that happens before long, they're waiting for the undertaker to come and to shut the doors. And church, I want to tell you this morning, as we look at God's word, even as we look at the past few years, mark my words, it's multiply or die. This morning for our church, it's multiply or die. We either move forward with the vision that God has given us or we prepare to shut our doors and say, God, we're comfortable with where we're at. We don't want you to do more, God. We don't want more people. We're comfortable with the lives that you've changed. And we kind of just sit back and ease back and say, God, this is okay. 
We're okay with the change that has happened, God, but we kind of like it this way. And God's here this morning challenges church, new community. It's not just where you've been. It's not just what you've done. See, I'm challenging you to multiply or die, to move forward in what it is that I'm calling you to do. And I believe that's the call for our church. I believe that God is calling us that, that there are more people out there. See, as I look around, I know there's a lot of churches in Mesquite. I know there's a lot of churches in the surrounding area, but they're not what we're looking at as long as there are still people who are hurting, who are broken, who are dying, who are at your workplace, who are in need of a Savior, they're in need of Jesus, they're in need of an answer in their life. As long as there's those people, we still have a mission, we still have a mandate from God to continue to multiply and grow and see change happen and transformation happen. I'm believing that God is going to increase us as we reach out into our communities, not only schools here in Mesquite, but I'm believing God is going to have other ISDs call us and ask us to come and do what we've done here in Mesquite with the back-to-school fair, with reaching out, with ministering in our schools in other districts, in other cities, in other places. I'm believing that the new community church is going to plant other churches, not only here in the United States, but other parts of the world that need to see community transformation. The call of God is multiply or die. Are we going to sit back and be comfortable, or are we going to see God do more over the next five years than anything we could have ever dreamed of, anything we could have ever imagined? What about in your personal life? See, it's not just us as a church corporately. It's what are you going to allow God to do? See, what are you still holding on to? What are you still holding back from God that this morning he's asking you, surrender it, follow after me, obey me, listen to my commands, listen to my covenants. I want to establish you. I want to bless you. But in order to do that, you have to totally surrender your life to me. See, what can God do in your life over the next five years that you didn't even imagine, that you didn't even think of? See, it's not just multiply or die as a church. It's multiply in our own lives. It's going further in our relationship with God. It's allowing God to go deeper in deeper ways in your life, to continue to grow you and see you move forward in your life with Christ. See, I know God's excited this morning as we celebrate these past five years, but I know that he's dreaming for bigger things for us over the next five years. I look across this room and I can only dream what God wants our church to look like, what he wants your personal lives to look like over the next five years. Some of you becoming leaders, some of you, God, calling to other places, some of you guys, God sending you out to go reach more people, some of you in your workplace totally changing it and transforming it into what it is today, into a place that's full of believers, people that have surrendered their life to Christ because you're there. Because God's placed you. It's not by accident that you are where you're at. God wants to use you. See, God's calling us to grow as individuals. God's calling us to grow as a church. To fulfill his plan and his dreams and his vision for us. And I want to pray for us this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes this morning. And I just want to start by asking if there's anyone in this room who, as I've been talking, I've been talking about God's blessing and God's plan for our life. And you're sitting there saying, Aaron, I don't even have a relationship with God. What you're saying sounds good. I see those stories in the Bible, but I'm not like those people. 
I'm not good with God. I don't have a relationship with God. I don't hear God's voice this morning. God is in this place and he's inviting you into his family. He's inviting you into that relationship with him. And I just want to ask if there's anyone in the room this morning and you're saying, Aaron, I need to start that relationship with God. I know my relationship with God is broken. I know that I've sinned. And this morning, I want a fresh start with God. I want to know the plans that he has for me. If that's you in a moment, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and to come forward to the altar. I want to pray for you. The Bible is very clear that we've all sinned. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short of God's plan and his purpose for our life. And even though we can't do anything to fix ourselves, to make it right on our own, Jesus came to this earth. God sent his son. Jesus died on a cross so that you and I could know God's forgiveness, so that you and I could know his salvation. And if that's you, you're saying, Aaron, I want a fresh start. I want that relationship with God right now. Would you just stand up where you're at and come forward to the altar? I want to pray for you. Anyone at all in this room, you know God's speaking to you. Don't miss this moment. If it's the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart, if you feel that inside of you, don't miss this opportunity to respond. Oh, wait just another moment. Well, if there's no one here that needs to respond to that, I'm going to ask if we could in service this way this morning. I want us to pray for what God wants in our lives and together as a church over the next five years. I want us to pray a prayer of surrender that we would commit everything that we have, everything that we are, no matter how large or no matter how small we think it is, that we would place it in the hands of God and that we would see him multiply in the way that he wants to, to change our community and to change our surrounding area. So church, I'm going to ask that right where you're sitting at, if you would just begin to lift up your voice and pray with me this morning as we ask God to do that, to give us the next five years and to accomplish his dreams and his purpose in it. Let's pray together. Lord, we come before you this morning, God, and we are a truly grateful people, Lord. We're thankful for what you've done over the past five years, God. We look back and we see your hand upon our church, God. We see you taking the small things that we have, God. We see you taking brokenness, Lord, and even the sinful nature in our life, God, and changing us and making us new, Lord. And God, you reaching out into this community through this church, Lord, the lives that have been changed, families that have been impacted, God, the difference that has been made, Lord. And God, this morning we commit the next five years to you, Lord. God, in our lives, we give you everything that we are, Lord, and we ask you to change us, continue to grow us, Lord. God, I pray for leaders in this room, Lord. I pray for people in their workplace in this room. God, help us to continue to go out, Lord, to reach more people, Lord, to see lives change, God. Lord, for our church, use us, God. Use us to continue to reach into our community, God. Lord, help us, God, as we go out, Lord, in hundreds, God, to chase down 10,000, Lord. I believe that, God. That's the dream. That's what you want for us, Lord, to see more and more people, God, changed, saved, God, healed, Lord. God, freed from addictions, Lord, families restored, God. We believe that, that this community and the surrounding area is going to look different because new community church is here. And we pray this in your name. Amen.